What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hey friends and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz. Today I am going to talk about putting God first before everything else. And I'm going to ask you, when was the last time you put God first? What did you say? I wish we were together so I could hear your answers and you could encourage me. So many times, especially lately, as I've gotten busier and busier, God is not the first thought of the day, and sometimes he's not even the last thought. The struggle is real, especially when life is overwhelming and seems to get in the way. Well, today we're going to discuss some key points and some scripture verses that will help us to remember to put the Lord first. I also want to thank our wonderful sponsor who helps to bring this network to you for free, and that is CTC Math. You can check them out at ctcmath.com and its curriculum for grades K through 12. Well, friends, as we discuss God first, I want to remind you, you can get today's show notes at a few minutes with God podcast.com. Look for episode 226, God first. You know, an elderly friend once shared that as she grew older, her understanding and awareness of her sinfulness increased. This self-awareness should not be limited to age, but due to the nature of our lifestyles. But unfortunately, it's the norm. We never think about our own sinfulness. In fact, if you're like me and you watch anything that's news-related, you're pointing that finger to all of the things and people that are causing others to sin within our world. And as I've shared with you in earlier podcasts, it's one of the reasons that I became unplugged. And I just very carefully listen to specific things so I know what's going on in our world, especially when it's, you know, time for elections and things like that. But I also have to unplug from some of the stuff that happens because it is so frustrating. And if we take the time to reflect, we will all realize that we fall short. It's difficult to admit, isn't it? But it's true. We all have shortcomings. But the way we handle them is the difference between living a life for God or against Him 
because somewhere in the middle does not count. The scriptures remind us that God will spew us out of his mouth. In fact, in Revelations 3, verses 15 to 22, that I'm going to share with you in just a bit, there is so much to unpack. The scriptures remind us that God is a God of truth, and he also is a God of justice. And it seems today that everyone is trying so hard that is against God to make us believe that he doesn't care. There are five main themes, actually more than that, six or so, that you'll hear as I'm sharing this, um, that we're going to hear entire sermons can be based on these scriptures. And so first let me read the scriptures, and then I'm going to go through and unpack some of it for you. In Revelations 15 through 22, it states, I know your works. You are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. And in some uh, versions, it will say spew you out of his mouth. For you say, I am rich. I have prospered. I need nothing. You do not realize that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. Therefore, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white robes to clothe you and to keep the shame of your nakedness from being seen and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. I reprove and discipline those I love. Be earnest, therefore, and repent. Listen, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and eat with you and you with me. To the one who conquers, I will have a place with me on my throne, just as I myself conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. You know, it's amazing because there are so many themes in this verse. For one, lukewarm faith. For another, that we don't need God. We can go on our own ability. For another, that we must be refined by fire. Sometimes when bad things happen to good people, we wonder. But without that refinement, without learning from either our mistakes or the mistakes of others that, you know, as that affects us, we can't, we can't grow. The fourth is to repent. We hear that, you know, be earnest, therefore, and repent. And then the fifth is God knocking at our door. Listen, I am standing at the door knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come to you and eat with you and you with me. And then the last is the ability to hear God's voice, because it says too that he is going to open our eyes so that we can see and anyone who has an ear, listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. You know, lukewarm faith is just going through the motions. There's a song that really resonated for me for some time, and it's by uh, the it's called "The Motions" by Matthew West. And this was a song that hit hard because one of the lines um, was, "I don't want to go through the motions. I don't want to go one more day." without your all-consuming passion inside of me. I don't want to spend my whole life asking, what if I had given everything 
instead of going through the motions. Matthew West was quoted as saying, the song is about a complacency and a desire to break free from the average, ordinary, lukewarm Christian life. Wow, don't we want to break free from the complacency? I do. The thought is there's always tomorrow to pray, or I can read the Bible tomorrow, or gosh, I don't want to get up to attend church. It's just too early. But the saying goes that today is the first day of the rest of your life, and we should look at each day as an opportunity not only to grow closer to God, but to ask the Lord, how can I serve you? The other theme that was going through is, you know, when when I read that scripture was, you know, I'm rich, I have prospered, I need for nothing. When I was um, reaffirming my faith, because I feel like I I grew up, you know, as as a faithful person. But when I reaffirmed my faith, I remember thinking, you know, I don't want to bother God. And my husband was really big on that, too. He would just say, we need to, you know, God gave us this grace, and he gave us this ability, and he gave us these talents, and we can't bother God for every little thing. Well, some people don't think they need God. They think they can go on their own ability. And there's a popular saying that we make our own luck. And I think I've always hated that phrase because to me it means I don't need God. Yes, you should work hard. You should see the best in things. You should strive to do the best you can. You should get up and get going and not wait for handouts. However, we need God in the same way that we need air to breathe. That too is a Christian song and you may know it by its title, Breathe, The Air I Breathe. And the original author is Marie Barnett. And she didn't even mean to sing the songs or the lyric. She was a song leader that led, you know, a church choir. And she simultaneously one day just started singing. And I put a link so you can read her whole story. But it made it into Vineyard's album and later was recorded by many, many artists like Michael W. Smith and many more. And the words go like this. The air, or this is the air that I breathe. This is the air that I breathe, your holy presence living in me. This is the air that I breathe. This is the air that I breathe, your holy presence living in me. That's the choir or the chorus. And I am desperate for you. And I am lost without you. Oh, I'm lost without you. I'm lost without you. You are my daily bread. And it goes on. It is very repetitive. But it tells the Lord, I need you like I need the air that I breathe. Without God, we would not even have air to breathe. So all the glory and honor goes to him. And then that scripture also talks about being refined by fire. Interestingly, scripture states, counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich. We are refined by fire, but usually it's a painful process. And again, friends, I wish we were here together and you could share with me some of the pain that you've suffered. I've heard from some of you. You've written me emails and it breaks my heart when I think of some of the things that you've gone through. But God doesn't allow us to go through anything without him there holding us up. And if we don't learn anything from that pain, 
One, that the Lord is there for us. Two, that without him, we can't go on. Then we are, you know, everything that happens is going to be a suffering for us. And it's so sad, you know, I, I know of um, a friend of mine who's had multiple miscarriages. And, you know, she has quite a large family, but she wants to be open to life and what God has for her. And she's gone to many doctors. And nobody, you know, can find anything wrong. And everyone says, no, you're just fine. And so, you know, it's such a pain and suffering if you've ever miscarried or lost a baby. It's nobody can even understand your pain. I I had two miscarriages. But in order to be rich, we must learn from this refinement. And we have to learn that God is God. And we don't understand, you know, at some point. And I think that's part of, of our pain is trying to understand, is trying to figure out why did this happen? And there is no why sometimes this side of heaven, right? And maybe at some point, you know, the Lord will reveal that to us. But it's just a pain and a hardship. But friends, that is the refinement. And then we also have to learn that we praise God in everything as hard as that is, even during those hardships, because God knows. He knows everything we're going through. And friends, the next point is to repent. The obvious thing here is to ask the Lord for forgiveness, but I want to take it one step further. We stay away from deepening our relationship with the Lord and putting God first when we are in sin. Like Adam and Eve, we're afraid to show our faces to the Lord because Adam and Eve, when their sinfulness, were afraid to show their faces. And that's such an example to us. And it was because of their lack of repentance at that point. So too, we are afraid of the justification of our sins. For every sin, there must be a payment. And sin, unfortunately, affects us all, not just the person in sin. And the third is God knocking at the door. And we've discussed this in so many other podcasts. It calls to mind the photo of the Lord. And I have, I have this, this painting. And it's the Lord knocking at the door, but the handle's on my side. God is the Almighty and can do anything. But he doesn't want to impose on us. God wants our hearts. And only when we give it to him willingly. And unbelievers will say, oh gosh, you know, your religion is forced and there's all these rules and hoops you have to jump through and there's all the stuff you need to do. But God has given us free will for a reason and a choice to follow him, to put him first, and to understand that God is God and we don't understand everything, but we have to put our trust in him. And the last that really touched me in the scripture, and I want you to go back because I'm sharing my thoughts as I read the scripture, but that's something you can do as well. And your, your thoughts may be different. But the one thing is the ability to hear God's word. Recently, in a prayer ministry meeting, a friend recounted a story and said over and over again, but I told this person specifically, and she said it more than one time. And it's interesting that we can talk to people and they do not hear or comprehend what we say, even when we think it's crystal clear. The same with God's word. God's word is crystal clear, 
But sometimes we read it and gosh, it doesn't make any sense. And other times we meet it and it's like, wow, the Lord, how did you know I needed to hear this? This is just for me. Oh my gosh, I love you so much, Lord. Thank you. And that's opening our hearts and minds and putting him first. There's so much more to unpack in those few lines of scripture. And I urge you and challenge you this week to meditate upon the words and make a plan. Make a plan that today is the first day of the rest of your life, right? Every day's a do-over and we can put God first. Get yourself out of complacency and get on fire for the Lord. Our world definitely needs it. And there he is, the creator of heaven and earth waiting just for us. May God be blessed today and always. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.